0: Eight ear, Ches ear, tzaddik, his praise. Three o one. One of the rebbe's followers told me that once the rebbe spoke to him about how strongly the evil inclination can attack us. The rebbe said, "I know the evil inclination you all have. If it were taken from you, endless fountains of blood would come spurting out, and the whole world would be full of blood." Even when you purify yourselves, you will need great merit to appreciate how enormous the evil inclination you used to have was. Only I know it. 302 There was once a discussion about the great leader of Shalom Shachna of I was told that the Rebbe said, There will come a time when everyone will see the difference between his greatness and that of Rabbi Shmuel Isaac, the Rebbe's follower. Afterwards, Reb Neftali told me this story somewhat differently. He said that the discussion had been about Reb Yudel, Reb Shmuel Isaac, and the above-mentioned leader. It was then that the Rebbe said, There will come a time when everyone will see the difference between him and them. Someone told me, the Rebbe said, that without a shadow of a doubt, every one of us would finally succeed in achieving what he had to in this world. The Holy One, blessed be He, would never do such a thing to me, the Rebbe went on, as to take one of my men from me in the middle. Each one of us would have many full years to struggle and systematically break through until in the end he would come to the holy level he had to attain in this world and which was the very purpose of his creation in the first place. 303 Regarding the privilege of being with him, the Rebbe said that each occasion a person had the merit to be in his house and each look the person gave him would never ever be lost. 304 In Lipovac, I heard that the Rebbe told his followers there, How can you possibly repent? Will all your days and all your strength ever suffice to correct a single item of all the damage you have done? It is only because I repent for you and have the power to rectify everything. That is all the damage you have done up till now. From now on, the main thing is not to carry on like before. I won't even be particular about sins you may commit unintentionally. The main thing is that you should make... At least make sure not to sin deliberately. The Maybe Rebbe Nelson's spoke at length about this. His wisdom. 131. He used this lesson as an example. It teaches that dancing and clapping can mitigate the harshest decrees. He bid us to take the lesson at face value and make an effort to be happy on our joyous holidays, such as Purim and Chanukah, as well as at mitzvah celebrations, such as weddings. At such times, he said, We should make ourselves feel true joy when obeying God's commandments. We can make ourselves so elated that we actually dance and clap our hands in joy. This is what alleviates the decrees against us. Do not say who can be worthy of nullifying an evil decree through mere dancing and clapping, certainly only the holiest of men. The Rebbe's lessons are not in heaven. Deuteronomy 30.12 Any person can observe the words of this lesson and accomplish great things. All that is required is truth and sincerity. The same is true of all his other lessons, for the main thing is not study, but action. Avot 1.17 Open your eyes and concentrate on each of the Rebbe's lessons. Open your heart to understand the practices, advice, direction, and inspiration there according to the simple meaning, and you will find the path to God there. Beg God to open your eyes and let you be worthy of understanding what each lesson requires of you. Each word in the Rebbe's lessons is necessary for finding the proper practice and advice in serving God. You may study some of the lessons and think they apply only to those who have reached high spiritual levels. At first, you may not be able to find anything that seems to apply to you personally. But look more carefully. You will find that each thought contains awesome encouragement and wondrous advice, leading you toward God no matter what your book. Immoral Behavior A. 36. Immoral behavior leads one to be exiled under the rule of derisive rulers. He also falls into debt. 37. Mashiach will come in the merit of the women having guarded against immorality. At that time, people will not be dependent upon each other for sustenance, and the glory of the righteous will increase. 38. Unholy divination and sorcery lead to immorality. 39. A man who has relations with a non-Jewist transfers all blessing over to the other side. 40. Infidelity leads to forgetfulness. 41. The way to make amends for wasting seed is by striving to bring people back to God in repentance. 42. The Holy One grants merit to a person who guards the Brit, even if he has no ancestral merit. 43. Immoral thoughts come from a lack of faith. Forty-four, the sins of sorcery and immorality cause the tzaddik to Kitsar be taken. From One lesson number seventy-two, four. There is also a powerful evil inclination connected with a person's drawing close to God, namely, that sometimes a person's excessive enthusiasm in this area can actually stem from the evil inclination. This idea is expressed in the verse, lest they break through destructively to ascend up to God. Exodus 19:21 It is necessary to ask God for compassion to be saved from this as well. 5 A person who is experiencing strict judgments, God forbid, and who is in some kind of trouble, may God save us, must be certain at that time in particular to marshal his inner strength and to fortify himself determinedly to be saved from the evil inclination. This is because at such a time the evil inclination is especially strong since the main root of all evil inclinations is severities and strict judgments. 6. There are people who experience immoral sexual thoughts, God forbid, and these thoughts assail them more than ever at the time they are praying. Then there are other people before whom various imaginary forms appear at the time they stand up to pray, such as images of idols or other negative images, and these images confuse them terribly while they are praying, causing them great distress. These people wish to prevail over these thoughts and to push them out of their minds, and they throw their heads from side to side in an effort to do so. Know, however, that the more distress they experience and the harder they try to banish these thoughts from their minds, the stronger these distractions and negative images grow. For such is their nature that the more a person thinks about them in order to repel them, the more they attach themselves to him. Therefore, The best advice for dealing with these images and thoughts is to pay no attention to them and not to let it bother you in any way that these images and thoughts are standing before you and not to listen to them at all. Rather, a person should just concentrate on whatever he is doing, be it studying Torah or praying or conducting his business, and he should pay no attention at all to these images and thoughts. Nor should he look behind him to see if these images and thoughts have left him. Rather, he should just attend to whatever he is doing, and then they will leave him automatically. However, this advice provides only a temporary solution. The real solution is that a person must sanctify and purify his body, and he should go to true who will instruct him in the pathways of truth. Then these images and thoughts will depart from, from him from once stories. And for all. The Master of Prayer They went out to find such a man. They finally discovered an old gypsy beggar who was being carried and followed by some 500 gypsies. The beggar was blind, crippled, and mute, and the people following him were all members of his clan. They were his brothers and sisters, as well as the children that he had sired. These were the people who followed him and carried him. This beggar was very particular about his honor. He had a nasty temper and was always angry at them and scolding them. He constantly ordered different people to carry him and then became angry with them. Obviously, this old beggar was a highly honored person. He also pursued honour, since he was so particular about it. This faction, therefore, felt that it would be best to accept him as their king. The land itself also had influence; some lands had an influence that was particularly conducive to honour while other lands were conducive to other traits. Therefore, the group which had determined that the main goal was honour sought a land conducive to honour. They found a land which was particularly good in this respect. Reb's letter settled year there. one letter number one fifty eight With thanks to God, Wednesday, Noach 5595, Breslov. My dear beloved son, I received your letter now along with the pen. It is time now for the afternoon prayers. You are receiving, sealed up here, another two prayers which will certainly arouse your soul. And you need them all. They talk about things which relate to you, about being rescued from fevers, God save us, not eating a lot, and about perfecting the mind. The second one talks about giving a lot of charity and about finding worthy, poor people to give to in order to have a rectification through this. You need all of this, and I know that your thoughts yearn for these Tikunim. May God soon allow you to receive them. The prayers are based on the Kuti Moran 1, 263 and 264, and found in the Kuti Tfilot 1, 151 and 152. Look at the great power of desire. All the prayers which were now born and came forth from God through amazing miracles only did so because of your good desires and yearnings. There is still hope that all of us will realize everything that we ask for in our prayers. Because God is great and extremely exalted, His greatness cannot be fathomed. Psalms 145.3 It is very late in the day, and I absolutely cannot go on. May God allow me through the power of these prayers to pray Mincha with concentration. The words of your father, waiting to see you in life, health, and joy. Nusson letters, of year two, letter number three ninety two. With God's help, Tuesday, Balak, five six o two Uman. Greetings to my beloved son. May he live. I received your letter in which you refer to Brit Mila, and the son born to Reb Nachman. May his light shine. The grandson of our master, teacher, and rebbe of blessed memory. We rejoiced over this on Thursday evening. May God help, and may this bring good mazal to him and to all of us, so that through this salvation will sprout for him and for us among all the holy people Israel. Amen. May it be his will. I received a letter from you on Sunday, and one today as well, with a short letter from Iasi, and I was pleased. I was also extremely pleased that you wrote to Iasi. I am hoping that we will be engaging in this business with God's help and it is therefore necessary that letters pass regularly between us and the man there. I am sure that you have already acknowledged receipt of the aforementioned letter from him. You certainly wrote him as well, that I am with God's help preparing myself to finish the deal that I made with him, and that he should write us again in full detail about whether he has already made a proper start to his work. I should also receive a letter to this effect from Reb Yoel, and in particular from our friend Reb Eliezer from Teplik, who is there. My eyes look and hope to God. May he finish this well for me. Be sure to write me in Shireen what you wrote to them there, and you should certainly write if you receive any further answer from there, from Lvov or from Rav Nachman of Hysin, may his light shine. Give me a clear report about everything. All your letters to me should be sent only to Shireen. I plan to travel this coming Thursday, God willing, to Teravitzah, and from there to Shireen for the following Shabbat. Fortify yourself determinedly anew every day. Remember well that God is constantly doing new things. Everything is for the best, and in the end, God will definitely save us, not because of our righteousness or our good deeds, but in the merit of the great towering eshel tree. We ought to give praise and rejoice every day that we are not opponents of our true hope, the true tzaddik in whom we take shelter. What is more, we merit to study his holy books. You inspired me tremendously with what you wrote about the lesson. The one who has compassion on them will lead them. Likuti Moran 2, 7 May you always strive to study the Rebbe's holy books every day. All his books, the prayers on them, and in what I merited to explain and to innovate from them. They are your life forever. Study them over and over. There is nothing better. The words of your father waiting for salvation. Nussan of Breslov Send greetings to all our comrades with a Shibu great love. Sadikim, Rabbi Bizna Barzavda, Zavda. Rabbi Bini. Rabbi Bisa. Rabbi Bisna. Rabbi Birim. Abba Bira'a. Rabbi Birena. Rabbi Baita Barbizna, Baitus ben Zunin. Rabbi Baitas. Balvati. Ben Bukhri. Ben Bunim. Bunis. Ben Bunis. Ben Tema Rabbi Bana'a. Rabbi Bana brei de Rabbi Ula. Rabbi Bana'a. Achua de Rabbi Chiyabar Aba, Rabbi Banye. Binyamin Hatzadik, Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yefet, Rabbi Binyamin Bar Gidel, Rabbi Binyamin bar, 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 bar Rabbi Binyamin Bar Levi, Binyamin Gnivaya, Binyamin Bar Ihi, Binyamin Bar Ashtor, Abba Binyamin, Rabbi Binyamin Asya, Binyamin Avdi Deravashi, Rabbi Batzla, Rabbi Batzala Barebi, Bardala, Rav Bruna, Rabbi Broka Choso, Rabbi Berechia, Rabbi Berechia Barabi Abba Barkahano, Rabbi, bar Rabbi Berechia Barabi Chama Hakoin, Rabbi Berachia Barabi rabbi Simon Barabi rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Berachia ber-Rabbi Yehuda bar rabbi Simon. Rabbi Berachia Sava. Rabbi Berachia Buzraya. Rabbi Barkuria. Rabbi Bata ben Betera. Prayers 1. Prayer number 143, 250. God, you are unique. You supervise and guide the world with great kindness and compassion. Everything that you do with us in general and in every detail is for the good. Even all the exiles, troubles, and misadventures that we undergo, as a people and as individuals, are all for great good. Your holy intent is always for the good. Lack of awareness. But because of our many sins, because of the intense darkness of our exile, immersed among the Gentiles, our intellect has grown confused to the point that we lack the awareness to understand and know that everything we undergo is due to your individual providence and for our good. As a result, we feel intense multiplied pain due to our troubles and exile. What shall we do, master of the entire world, since each one depends on the other? Exile removes awareness, and the removal of awareness causes exile. The suffering of the exile. The essence of the bitter exile, trouble, and suffering that we experience is all due to the removal of awareness such that we do not understand and know that everything is under your providence for our eternal good, to put an end to the evil person and to sins and to bring eternal righteousness. If we were whole in our intellect, always knowing with complete awareness that everything is under your supervision, we would not feel any of the suffering of the exile. Then we would return to you and hurry to emerge from exile to freedom. But because of the darkness of the exile, many Jews have been trapped And it appears to them as though there is an entity called nature, heaven forbid, and they attribute everything to nature. Because of this, they feel the bitterness of the exile, and consequently, the exile grows longer. Now, what shall we do, our Father in heaven? The exile has grown long, and caused us to be subjugated more and more. Every day we say, What will our end be? How long? How long until the unknown end? When will you rule in Zion? When will the house of David regain its sovereignty? When will Israel return to you? When will we return to our land and our holy temple? How long will there be weeping in Zion and mourning in Jerusalem? When will you have compassion for all the troubles of our soul and our bitterness? And particularly now, at the time of this harsh and bitter suffering that has been decreed against us so that Jews must go to war, Woe! who can understand this? Who can withstand this? Who can communicate this bitter and evil trouble that touches upon the soul? Master of the world, master of the world, helper of our forefathers, you exist from the beginning. You are a shield, saving them and their children in every generation. You have been their salvation forever and their hope in every generation. Have pity, mercy, and compassion on us even now at this time of great trouble break and nullify this harsh decree that has been passed against us as well as all the harsh decrees that the gentiles want to pass against us heaven forbid who can bear troubles such as these may the compassionate one protect us because they all affect the religion of the holy torah of israel Woe, what shall we do where will we flee to where will we run for help Woe, woe, woe. Would that our head were water and our eyes a source of tears, we would weep day and night for the bitterness of our suffering that has come upon us at this end of days when death is better than life. In the morning we say, if only it were evening, and in the evening we say, if only it were day, because of the fear in our hearts. Woe, woe, woe! what has become of us? What shall we say? How will we speak? How will we justify ourselves? God has discovered our sin. You are righteous, Hashem, and your judgments are straight. But where is your great compassion and kindness, and where is the merit and might of our forefathers and holy rabbis of earlier generations? Teach us and instruct us how to draw awareness upon ourselves, even now, to know and believe that everything is under your supervision for the good. Since it seems that according to our limited intellect, the Gentiles want to force so many souls to relieve the religion of Israel— which is, which is our life and all of our hope and our trust in all the troubles and sufferings that we undergo. May the compassionate one protect us from now on. The suffering of the Russian exile. You who are filled with compassion, look upon our suffering. Our pains and the troubles of our heart are so many. Look and see to whom you have done this. Look and see that we lack the power and awareness even to arrange our prayers before you properly because we are impoverished and empty poor in awareness and good deeds and filled with transgression and sin. Nevertheless, we are happy to die and be killed in sanctification of your name every day rather than have one Jew nullify just one commandment of our holy Torah. Woe to our eyes that see how they shave a Jew's side locks and beard against his will and after that he is forced to shave himself. Woe to the mouth that must eat forbidden foods. Woe to the holy feet of a Jew that must travel beyond the permissible border on the holy Shabbat and on festivals. Woe to the holy hands of Israel that must work on the Shabbat to polish their weapons, heaven forbid, and perform other forbidden labors and sins, heaven forbid. And who knows if these Jews can withstand the test and remain within the holy faith, the faith of Israel, and at any rate continue to keep what they presently keep. Woe, who can withstand this? Woe to us for our souls, woe for these days and years, woe to us for we have been destroyed, woe, 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 we will beat our heads against the walls and sackcloth and ashes will be laid out for the masses, we will put our mouths to the dust, perhaps there is hope, perhaps there is hope.